I believe with every fibre of my being that the course I have set out is the right one for our country and all our people. What has been achieved today is not Brexit. I don't believe this government has negotiated fairly or effectively. Brexit is a lose-lose situation. We have always followed the EU mandate. It is utterly unacceptable to anybody who believes in democracy. Hello and welcome to Brexit The Final Countdown. We have 163 days to go until the 31st of October. We have two days until the European elections. We have 14 days until the week where we might vote on the WAB. And we have 365 days until the next British Podcast Awards, where hopefully we will win uh, the Listener's Choice Awards. Uh, joining us this week on the countdown are our regulars, Paul Baldwin, Head of News. Hello. And Thomas Hunt, Video News Editor for Express.co.uk. Hello. I'm hello. Rebecca Hudson. Chaps, we have a big, bold Brexit offer. We have a big, bold Boris. We have a milkshake, Dow's Farage. We've got everything to play for. Are you ready? Uh, yes, absolutely. I think the, the big, bold, new, bold idea will turn out to be exactly the same idea we've been hearing about for the last months and months and years. Excellent. 9.30 this morning, Cabinet meeting began not that long ago, uh, where Theresa May's going to kind of present and discuss this very sexy new Brexit plan, which is definitely going to pass, despite your naysaying. So it's like, apparently it's going to kind of try and appease to everyone appease everyone which means it will appeal to no one right so we've yep. got yep. parliament getting a vote on the future relationship uh a vote on the use of the irish backstop a pledge to seek alternative arrangements by 2021 a commitment on workers rights and the environment uh northern irish assembly will get a say on the use of the backstop is there going to be a customs union i mean she's really trying to play to everyone she's got the 1922 committee in there labor the, say, right, the, the first thing that that strikes me before you even get into the detail is that that's all the detail. No one ever says. <laughs> no one ever. No one ever said fourth time lucky or fourth time a charm. This is the fourth time she's attempted to do this. But this is a whole right? new thing. It's a, exactly the same thing she's had. The problems are exactly the same. They're intrinsic. They're not moving. They're not shifting. And she's if if she comes out, she's going to come out with a, a some sort of concocted customs union. And she may call. If I was her um, PR advisor, I would advise her to call it a streamlining of tariff systems or something like that, but yeah. it's a customs unit. And it will serve nobody's purposes, we've been saying all along. It will be a, a, a mishmash of fudge, and it will be we will be worse than when we started. And but no it one might pass, mightn't it? If it's got a customs union in there, it doesn't that kind of secure her enough labour and peace to maybe get this to pass in the first week of June when we get to vote on it? Thomas, what do you think? The key difference is this What do you is, think? This, Potentially because this is the bill as a whole. Mm -hmm. This is not the agreement that was voted on previously, which would have meant, yes, we agree to this, and then it goes through. This is a bill that MPs, it runs through like any other bill, it would come through the second reading. So MPs will vote on this in the knowledge that it would then come back to them to make adjustments to and have discussion on. The MPs will know that if they reject this, all of their little individual hopes and dreams for Brexit, be it a Norway agreement or a second referendum or whatever else, can't happen unless they can add them to this bill. So it needs to pass this stage in order for them to get it back and make all their tinkering and So and do you think it will too. pass if no. she makes all these no? I, I think I think she has got to she has put it down so that the this is her only hope and without trying to get technical in the politics but in what she's trying to do behind it she has actually put it out there to say you can vote on this now 
But I think she has missed the fundamental bit that everyone is so entrenched in their corners and have repeated lines for the last mm. 18 months. That we, we've said um, before that everyone has made their position clear. Well, apart from the Labour Party, obviously, who haven't made their position to be not clear, clear, at least. And no one... It, it, it seems incredible that anyone would change that position at this late stage of the game. And if they did, it would only be out of desperation. And that's no way forward for a nation to go, you know, for, for political decisions to be made. Mm. Okay, so it doesn't pass. And then what happens? Then we very much, the wheels are in motion for a Tory leadership. The, right, election. which we'll come to. Um, you were saying earlier, so you've alluded to it. It's like, but what is the kind of, what are the mechanisms behind what she's trying to do here? She... It, She's obviously thinks she's been a little bit clever, or her and her team, in that she said, right, hang on, this isn't the final say. This is just, if you agree to this, it goes, the wheels are in motion again, and this gets moving. Mm. So she wants, in, in, in sort of sports terms, she wants a little win in order to hopefully end up and get the ball rolling, get some momentum, and not look quite like the loser she currently So it, it is. basically keeps the train on the track. But the destination is still as unclear yeah. as it ever was. And it's not going to encourage MPs when it comes back to them. Mm. They're not going to suddenly have changed and go, oh, well, actually, this, this is a great deal. Yeah. This is Now I've had a chance. Why did you say that in this. the first place, <laughs> um, Theresa? They are still going to want to turn around and say, oh, I want this or I want that. And I th- the, the, the second referendum bit is her hope. She hopes that by saying, you've all, or groups of you have clamoured for a second referendum, Here's your chance mm-hmm. to put it to the house and get it put into law, because that's that is the the key fact. If this goes away, it's, if it's, it's agreed, problematic at every level. She's as we speak now. She's in cabinet with three or four people who actively want her job. It's like being at this podcast. There's, there's, <laughs> no, that's how I feel. Well, welcome to your job. <laughs> uh, there's, there's, there's Liz Trust, Jeremy Hunt. How awkward is that conversation? How awkward is that meeting going to be? Mm. That they're looking at. Teresa delivering whatever she's saying. And you know that they're thinking, I want you out, love, on your way, and I want your job. And that's all they're thinking about. And that, again, goes to the to the heart of why it's been so problematic. Because at no point, or seemingly at no point, as, any, as everyone sat down and thought, what is the best thing to do for the nation at this point? Without it that being at least tinged and maybe maybe absolutely informed by, what is the best thing to do for my job and my career in politics? And that's a massive part of why we are in this mess. Where we are now, where yeah, we find ourselves. Yeah, yeah. No? But it's also the, if, if you had all the time, if you thought your back was against the wall and you'd failed at this point, you would like to think that the leader of the country could come up with something a little more uh, original. I don't know, a, a unique idea that would, she has quite honestly listened probably to what Labour and Corbyn were saying, mm-hmm. said, oh, okay, um, I could potentially this about the environment, this about workers' rights, and and hint at this about the backstop because there's still they haven't actually said what the un, the new arrangement. Just we'd seek alternative ones yeah, by well, 2021, which more than again, I think what we can guarantee they, this we've we've touched on this before, but the language that the politicians have used all the way along beggars belief. She's it's been trumpeted that she's going to come out of cabinet and, and make a new bold offer. I think what we can guarantee about this offer it will be neither new nor bold. I think we can definitely say that. It will be the same old, uninspiring, insipid stuff that we've had from day one. It it boils down completely to 
if you are an opponent of this, of which the majority are, you have to back it in order to make your changes. She hopes that that is, and they're going to be, well, they're going to be working behind the scenes to be like getting that message across. She's going to say to the ministers today, you have to each go away and this is the message. You have to back this to make any changes. So if you are in any way claims that you support Brexit or you don't or whatever, mm-hmm. this need, this bill needs to go through in order for you to make your changes. So I think there, there is a, that a is slim, slim, slim possibility that she could just about get the enough backing to keep the, the train on the rails, but it still doesn't doesn't really get us any further to where, to where we need to be because we still have to be clear where we want to go and we're not. And coupled with not. that, I, I think she... I don't think plans for the EU elections to be disastrous, but I think they can see it where it's going. And I think part of it comes in that she thinks if they get such a hammering in the EU elections, it will panic MPs from Labour and the Tories mm. to agree to this. Can, in I, order can to I just get say as well, stage. by the way, that um, Guy Verhofstadt uh, has just come out and said, and I quote, the EU will die from the inside if right-wing populists triumph in this week's European election. Which is, I think, what I said last week, almost verbatim. I think he's a, the, think he's a bit of a fan. in the awards, though, did he? <laughs> um, yeah, what's he saying? He's, he'll debate Salvini. Uh, he's it, what, what we were saying last week was that the um, the elections um, are, are two major. There's two major planks of it for me. The the, the British side, which we'll discuss in a sec, but the um, across the water, across the channel, there are um, likely to be significant gains by the right-wing populists, and we will end up with a, um, a European, an EU parliament, which will have people in there who want to take it down, who want to destroy it, and that will be a bizarre and strange time for, for <laughs> politics. You know, I mean, we're, we're living through some incredibly strange times for politics, we, but you ain't seen nothing yet. Wait we, till Friday morning, you know. <laughs> or we really Sunday, are. I think, when the results come in. Don't they? Okay, yeah. so if, the tr- if, if this is keeping the train on the track, what about we just get a new train... <laughs> Who are we excited about? Everyone wants her job for some reason. Also, did we know that Esther McVeigh... We <laughs> Everyone apart one... from me. I want... There's not enough money in the world. And I think do you're doing job. all right here. Yeah. Did we know Esther McVeigh is engaged to Philip Davies, firstly? No, didn't know that. Isn't that a bizarre... Well, maybe not a bizarre union, <laughs> but lovely to, that you can that you can meet someone uh, in the, in the cat No gags about withdrawal agreements. No yeah. Uh, no, oh. no more gags yeah. about... Uh, sorry, that was just a nice little... I just thought it was quite sweet. Uh, I mean, enter Boris, right? Well, enter Boris. So he's um, the one to beat. He he's the again. It's it's you know um, I can't remember who was saying this. This is not a sort of this is not a popularity contest or this is not a beauty contest. It's not a reality TV, but of course it's all of those things. And uh, Boris, in terms of votability, is so far ahead of the field. Mm. Um, to make the la- the rest look laughable. Do um, you you don't agree with that? I know you love Michael Gove. <laughs> what do you think about Boris and his chances? He, I just I can't I can't see the MPs. His biggest issue is is the MPs. So get if he gets to the final two, Boris wins. Yeah. If he, I just can't. I I don't see the Tory party. They will have been plotting and all sorts behind the scenes, and they need the support of it. Goes to them mm. with the votes and the initial. And they will do Tom, everything Tom's they right. can. And it, this to goes get to the heart him. of what we've been talking about for weeks. And it is that the, um, what the public, what the people, what the voters want, and the real politic of what happens within the party machinery, which is, which is why the, um, the public voted for Brexit 
and we're not having Brexit because of the internal workings of the party machinery. And Boris will face a similar thing, I agree. I'm not, I'm not saying Boris is uh, I'm by no means a great candidate. I, I think Boris is a, a bit of a fraud. He, um, we don't really know where he stands on Brexit, for example, today, because it could change with the wind, depending still on... still got those two letters, haven't uh, they? <laughs> the original... Uh, yeah. Well, he, he wrote lead. a piece for the Telegraph saying uh, the EU is the greatest boon to mankind ever or something, and then disowned it. Um, but it was subsequently printed, I think, in the in the oh really yeah in the Sunday Times. He's I think. not overly principled, is he? He's um, it just you you cannot know where you know where which side he, he he's he's you know working for or doing or thinking which way he's thinking today basically. The no. campaigns have started for in each of the, earnest, each of the good leaders. Grief. Um, and even Jacob Rees-Mogg this morning was at, and to paraphrase him because he went on for quite a while about it, he pretty much said that. This is a unique situation and calls for a unique candidate. And that's why he was supporting Boris, because he was of the the list. As he went through it, he said, Boris is the only one with that unique whatever that yeah. he thinks could throw this. Uh, the only this chance the that the, the Tory party would have in a general election is Boris, because the rest are, they just haven't got the uh, the, the sort of presence, I guess, of Boris or the... Um, everyone knows Boris. Who who knows Dominic Raab? Who knows the other? You know the, some of the contenders. Even I'm struggling to think. I do know you, but I'm not quite. Well, we've all seen their <laughs> kitchens know. and met their wives now, yeah. so we're a bit better acquainted. Um, uh, the Bamba ticket could be interesting, though. Did you see them last night liking each other's tweets? Yeah. Kind of because she knows, like we know that a, a nice sort of softy Remainer is not going to get this. A few gig, years so. ago, Liverpool had a twin manager system, and that didn't work either. You, well, she said she's desperate. To... She said she'd love to be chancellor, didn't she? So he could. So maybe that would work quite nicely. Bamba, it just works. Bamba. It, it's it's, very, it's it very handy. It's a great hashtag. It's, it's very handy for hashtags and sub editors. I have to say. Yeah. Whether it would be that handy for the nation as a whole that is a moot point. That is a whole different <laughs> podcast, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, um, did you see this Labour list stuff? That the, a survey of uh, Labour candidates there that, that Boris is the one. Yeah, that they're, they're, all they're scared of, of Boris because they know he's he's populist. Um, Boris the hardest, appeal, Rory really? Stewart yeah, the yeah. second hardest, yeah. and poor Amber Rory Richard Stewart. third. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but they're yeah. a confused bunch. Of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the EU, the EU have said the same. They have, they have the documentary, the behind-the-scenes documentary that the BBC put out. Did you watch that ever? I did watch that. Yes. Really? Uh, yeah, it was spectacular. Um, they, what was your favourite bit? <laughs> it's just like doing my homework. <laughs> I just want to tell you because I just can't believe that you'd lie. But, what, what did you find? My, my favourite bit was, I don't know, there were so many bits oh, where you okay, just were yeah, railing well, against the, thinking, oh my God, I can't believe it. Um, Ollie Robbins, uh, telling Hofstadt, relating what Ollie Robbins had said to him, can I come and live in Belgium when this is all over? <laughs> Quite just spoke <laughs> volumes yeah. for why we are where we are. Quite. You know, if that's our chief Brexit negotiator. Yeah, imagine. No wonder. What chance did we yeah. stand? Yeah. They admitted and they, they said as well that Boris would be an unknown. They, yeah, they, yeah. The EU have, the one thing we have learnt in the last few years is that the EU like to know exactly what's coming mm. and they don't like a curveball being thrown in the mix, um, yeah. which might appeal. Yeah. I mean, that might be what, that, that might be Boris's whole. Maybe Boris is who we deserve. No, 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 no one liked Churchill when, uh, when he started out, when he was mooted as PM and he turned out to be all right. Um, Boris, however, is, um, a stable mate of David Cameron, and that fills me with dread because 
David Cameron's the reason we're in this. If they well, can blame it on one man, it's David, I'm afraid. But the but why we are where we are to go to the, the leadership race is is going to be completely and utterly bonkers because the, <laughs> even uh, Nicholas Soames, the grandson yes. of Churchill, was joking yesterday that he was going to put himself forward. Oh, he good grief! He's the, he's the guy the nation needs. I mean, <laughs> they, they are, and the the real fear, I think, and the EU would would say at the moment their real fear would be that the Tories are just going to be so focused on this mm. leadership t- election. Here's another point, right? Um, this is interesting in a, in a kind of political debate way, but if you think the public cares, you're sadly mistaken. They care about Brexit. They, I, obviously, as a, as, a, as a news editor, I deal with um, this stuff day in, day out, seven days a week, and when there is a massive appetite for knowing everything that is going on about Brexit, there is almost no appetite for who's going to lead the Tory party. They just don't care. People just don't care because they know that there is no knight in shining, shining armour coming, coming over the hill to rescue the nation. Heseltine, who um, came out and said he's not going to vote Tory. He's voting Lib Dem. He's I mean, this is Dem. balmy. But he, he did once say um, a very insightful thing, which was that the British public see with blinding clarity. And that's, I think, where we are now. We, we are... You know, I like my my literary illusions. So oh, my, my literary illusion this yep. week <laughs> is we, we, we are at the end of The Wizard of Oz, right? And Toto is pulling back the curtain. And we are realising that the the people in charge, or the person in charge, has not been this sort of omnipotent, all-seeing, all-white little dog. The people. Little dog. No, I know. No, oh, no in I'm the analogy, to, I know who Toto is. Taking my analogy to literally. Oh, I thought maybe right? there was <laughs> I thought. I haven't thought that far into it. Oh, no. Right, okay, sorry. What I'm saying is he pulls back the curtain and we realise that the, the, the show has not been I run by wise, you know, all-seeing, beneficent people, right? Yeah. It's run by a little man pulling some levers. And that's what the public are now seeing, that there's no... There's no deference. We are not the sort of, um, you know, shriveling masses anymore, dotting our caps to, to the great and the good. We're seeing these people for what they are, which mm. is... Charlatans, well, frauds, amateurs, deceivers. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're not people you would, uh, who inspire you or, or you have any faith in the leadership capabilities of. And, and it's, it's a whole new political era for me, that. Yeah. There's no def- the deference. has completely gone. We think the people in charge of us don't really deserve to be in charge of us. And we're probably right. Post-hope. Post-hope. Excellent. Just where we want to be. Um, There is one man he's doing all right, though, isn't there? Can you imagine who I'm talking about? Uh, He's doing very well for milkshake sales, I understand. We are going to talk about the milkshakes. (laughs) What did you think about that? Uh, I was shocked by it. And I just think it's appalling, really. It's just, I mean, it's really funny, isn't it? No, it's not. Flip, Flip Fraud for, say, Diane Abbott or something like that. Is it still funny? No, it's not. It's disgusting. And it was disgusting. It's always disgusting. Attacks on politicians uh, should be seen for what they are. A, 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 a guy has been um, charged this morning. I mean, do you not think that's a little much, though? No, it's an, it's an assault. It's a common assault. A common assault, and it, and it should be. The whole point is you need to send out a message to say it is not acceptable that if you disagree with somebody, you can assault them. Because, you you know, ultimately down the line, this is really dark, but Joe Cox, you know, um, yeah. where, do, where does it end? Where, where's the line? The line is, there isn't a line. No attacks at any level are acceptable on politicians. Oh, milkshakes and your eggs. So? <laughs> but then if we had, a, had someone turning around like John Prescott did when he got hit with the egg and... 
who who acted Chumbawamba? Was that no. separate? No, that was, what am I confusing? Just, just some bloke that was. Uh, what did Chumbawamba Some woman poured some water around? over John Prescott. Yes, well, well, Prescott really was no. It, Prescott had a few. Yeah. Uh, he he was a target for. A well, while. he was, okay, a, so he was he, an amateur boxer, wasn't he, um, Prescott? And yes. he just turned around and lamped him. Because the guy threw the egg from probably the distance. Yeah. Jody and I are yeah. from each other now, and Prescott did turn around and hit him a few times. And while. While we all felt quietly satisfied, probably about that in many ways, again, it's just it's not a solution, is it? That's not really what you want to be seeing in in your um, senior politicians. Um, but also, a- if if you come away, yes, it is wrong, and it, but it also shows it, they have you've lost the argument there. The story that throwing the milkshake over Farage probably won him more voters on Thursday than. Any yeah, speech I, I, he could have given in, New, in Newcastle no, city centre. These things are ever likely to backfire, and all it will do is entrench and harden support for Nigel Farage. Yeah. And the other thing is, this bloke who's supposed to be an avowed socialist had paid five pound forty for a posh salted caramel milkshake, apparently, <laughs> allegedly. And I'm out to have it. It was a tree, and he just was so uh, frustrated by the I state mean, of British discourse. Uh, he had to throw viva, it over viva for the lunch. revolution, mate, with your five pound forty milkshake. Let them drink milkshakes. <laughs> Let's drink milkshake, absolutely. Okay, so we we condemn any assaults on any politician and public figure. Is that we right? Absolutely do. Yeah. It's just good to establish yeah. that position. Um, but he's having a great. He's, he's in Olympia tonight. Oh. There'll be no milkshakes. I'm pretty sure served there. Um, having a, is it his final rally then? No, he'll have one more tomorrow, I want to see. He's, well, he's, yeah, yeah. yeah, this yeah. is, I think it's the final, London, he, he's sticking around London now. Yeah, they're a, doing very well, aren't they, in London? On Thursday. Well, they're doing very well everywhere, aren't they, yeah. if we're being honest. And it's, um, it, you know, it will be really interesting to see what happens on Thursday. Do you um, still think it's, do you still think people are just going to not I pay any know. attention I, to I, it as I, a... I, I, I now don't know, because um, what has slightly shifted is that um, Farage is asking for uh if if uh, his party does really well on thursday um he's asking for some say in the negotiations now that's a bit of a game changer for me because it's possible that he might be given that in an attempt to who is going to give him that well because it will it will um sort of put out the fires of the Brexit party, it will, it will, you know, um, diminish. Do if you, you bring, with Theresa May, What's Theresa May? Absolutely, yeah, but if you bring him on side, then you kill off the, or, or maybe not Theresa May, but Theresa May is his next uh, successor. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So <laughs> don't, you know, it, it became a, that became a possibility. It's, it's not, um, it's by no means nailed on, but some sort of deal between uh, Theresa May's successor Probably, and Mr. Farage is not beyond the realms of possibility. It'll be around a no deal, though, right? Because because isn't that the Brexit Party's position now? Yeah, so absolutely, of course. Yeah. Do, what do yeah. you think, Thomas? You're pulling up a face yeah, well, and a half, I'm, and we're over I'm on not camera. Sure. I'm not sure I could. Uh, <laughs> I've about that, yeah. <laughs> the, I'm not sure I could disagree more. Actually, that because okay. I think I think there we've got it, it, the same thing of her going into talks with Corbyn, which everyone turned up and was like, what are you doing? This yeah. is tremendous. If she actually invited... But everyone it, knew we're doomed to failure from the it, go-get, right? Yes. But if we had Farage on the doorsteps of number 10, giving his thumbs up to go in and have a, a little Bad samosa or whatever they were eating. Um, Bargies, babe, Then... I don't I just, know why bad optics, because that is... Um, it's it's old-school politics. It's using the popular popularity of, of Farage... And hanging on the coattails of that and saying, oh, yes, we, we welcome him in and we, we, we talk. We, we'll... But we didn't welcome Jerry Adams in. We didn't, he wasn't giving the thumbs up on the, on the steps in the, at the peak of the troubles. It, 
I don't quite get the analogy. (laughs) It it was more... So Farage at the moment is probably enemy number one for Theresa May and the Tories. They are... He is What's that thing about keeping enemies closer? Not on a political... (laughs) Not give them publicity. I think if he... it, It would be like a Trojan's horse. You would invite him in and everyone would just turn around and say, well, why is he not leader? He's a better leader. I mean, she's not exactly on a level footing at the moment. It depends who the successor was. If Boris, say, for example, does uh, take up the mantle, you could see that happening. I think the only way Farage gets to the table is if there's a general election, he is an MP, and he is... The Brexit party win enough of seats and then they start talking about a coalition mm-hmm. then he's at the table i i cannot see it until that is the only point i could possibly see the tories saying okay through gritted teeth do you think right. they might do you think they might invite the lib dems in for a chat if the lib dems do really well on thursday because they're the um, party of remain just using the same logic use the same logic yeah but they won't who won't the, <laughs> the lib, lib dems, dems won't go no no, no. It, the I think Theresa May's negotiating bit is She's pretty not much great at done. That, I think she, if, if we are looking into the future and we're saying there's maybe not Theresa May there, I without a general election, I can't see how much changes and gets through. Mm. We were pretty much at the point where they need to put their eggs in a basket and say let's let's hope that we can get a majority of something, mm-hmm. or they then strike a coalition with partners who will actually agree and vote for them in the coalition, unlike the DUP. They were expensive. I I think we're kind of, uh, we're in in the sort of area where we now have to start looking at the two extremes, I think, which are um, the no-deal Brexit, which incidentally a poll um, on our website has, has backed overwhelmingly. But if push comes to shove, a no-deal Brexit is is the best alternative, better alternative than um, Mrs May's kind of fudge. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's also the other option, of course, is revoking and just oh, yeah. going back and saying, "Oh, guys, sorry, not <laughs> sorry. sorry." Yeah, they'd love that though. We could just they would we, love that. Just... Um, it, the the middle option seems to be the worst of all possible worlds to most people, I think, at the moment, because um, it is of necessity a massive mm-hmm. compromise. And I don't think anyone voted for a massive compromise. There's no room for compromises there. No. <laughs> and it, it, I mean, to, to tie it back, I think the only possible... I, I was trying to work out how badly the EU elections would have to go to okay. to cause Labour and the Tories to look at each other and go, ah, we, yeah. need to, uh, we do need to work to together, work together yeah, here yeah, and yeah. just get this deal through. Because we are fast getting to a point where the noise is only getting to get louder for no deal. Yeah, yeah, And absolutely. that they might look at each other and say, come on, uh, actually. Uh, but I think, and I think that is that is honestly Theresa May's hope Five, in this, this whole thing. This is her final play. Which isn't, a, that's not a political move. That's uh, not written in any no. guide or <laughs> they, handbook they are, or memoir. They are um, running out of time. That's the other thing we've, we've touched on before. But Halloween is supposed to be the last throw of the Brexit dice. And we have an extensions but increasingly there is nothing in it for the eu to extend our tenure as a member of the eu and the um, macron in particular will just say on your bike you're gone go it's your problem now uh, and we need to prepare for that massively as a nation and as a government i think the only uh, depending on what macron hears from 
the populace. So yeah. depending on how the results go, you could very well have yeah. Macron having had listened to Farage goading him into letting us walk away with no deal. And then Macron turning around and saying, let's extend this by another year because we've had a lot of noise in the EU parliament. And, and I don't think and we're it will it will hinge fair. a little bit on how the pen does um, in the EU, like in the um, European parliament elections as well, I think. Um, and what sort of coalition being, of populists would then be formed? Yeah. Because if they are a united force, because at the moment the Brexit party just want to leave. So I haven't entered negotiations with Salvini and Le Pen and all the other little groups. Um, so they could very well, if they were to unite and turn around and say, oh, you've given us another year, so we're here for 18 months. Is, we're, going yeah. to, we're going to really make this tough. Then yeah. I, I could very I, well I also see. think, I mean, the, they, will have, um, they will have such big problems on their hands internally. It's feasible that this election could spell the, the demise of the EU even. If, if Le Pen does really well, Le Pen wants to get rid of the euro. She's sort of toned down a little bit on that recently. But really, she wants France to go back to the, uh, the franc. And if that happens, the euro becomes basically untenable. And if the euro becomes untenable, the whole point of the EU, it needs to push forward on more political uh, and fiscal um, coming together. And she wants the opposite. And if that starts happening, then it could really spell the... the the slow demise of the EU. It's that massively important, I think, this election. Incredible. We used to, they used to kind of be completely ignored, didn't they? Even by you. Uh, and now they've yeah, become yeah. The guy super seismic. No, no, well, you are voting. Yeah, there's two things, isn't there? On the, on the, in Europe, in mainland Europe, it's massively important because of the populists. For us, who should be, uh, when we're clearing away our pumpkins on November the 1st, we should be out, shouldn't we? So it, it, it's kind of irrelevant. But I have softened my stance and I will go down. I may destroy my ballot paper. I haven't quite decided, but I will I will at least turn up because I think it's your democratic duty. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah. So we will convene at some point next week and we will be on the other side of these seismic we events will. and we will. we'll know. Yeah. And maybe actually they've dem sort of swept up all these seats and we'll be <laughs> so, looking at a far softer a lot to discuss next yeah week. So there's the, loads be the the peter brabai election yep the whatever happens with we don't know the day yet that may is bringing this back but it could be week beginning the Tuesday, third fourth right yes the week beginning yes. Of, third yeah. of june i think it's supposed to be yeah, it? yeah. but trump is but here trump yeah, yeah. We've, uh, Love yeah. Island begins. Oh, I mean, we've really got everything to play for. I can't stop talking about it. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, so we'll have lots to talk about then. We will. Um, we will. And we always but do. But I feel like, will it be any clearer? Who knows? <laughs> it, yeah. It's a we'll long week, isn't it? These are just long weeks. Guys, as always, a great honour and a privilege to have you. Do wave goodbye always to our, um, our list, what are they called, viewers on uh, YouTube. Lovely to have you here. And we will convene again next week. We will. Ta-ra, Thank chaps. you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Brexit The Final Countdown. If you like what you heard, make sure you click subscribe. And if you really enjoyed it, you could always leave us a review.